Guys, we have the president of the Soft Life Association in the <laughs> building. What are some of the experiences you had that were really terrible about money finances? Naturally, creative people have... Scoy, scoy. You're managing people that can wake up and decide not to do anything at all. People that can decide to say, you know, f*** this shit and mm-hmm. break a bottle. People with such a short temper, narcissists, excessive in everything, selfish. Wow, it's a long list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you don't know is that I've been an artist before in my life. Did you try to sing or, or to rap? <laughs> try to sing. I actually, okay. I actually, I did not just try. I did it. Mm. Am I going to get some yeah, like some old into. clips? I need to play it in here right now. <laughs> yeah. Never ever. Never. Ever. <laughs>president of the soft life association in the <laughs> building so i saw your post i saw your post about soft life 2022 and oh it just it made me so happy it made me pumped i mean there's a lot of work to do in my case you know you you are like born you know you're put you're putting work over the years you've done a lot of mm-hmm. things for your career for we that we are just you know in the beginning stages or in the middle stages um it's a lot of encouragement for me or personally because i'm like okay if if people are positive about you know 2022 like this then it's going to be an amazing year so mr taiwo tell me about like why you think 2022 will be a very soft year (laughs) well i i think that um you know, when you put in so much effort and energy into into the hard work and the hard life, at okay. some point your body tells you that you know it's time to take it slowly. And also, with the understanding that it's not really about the hard work. You know, we've been working hard all our lives, and we we know that the things that the best things that have happened to us is not the things that we work hard at, and. Um, the, the, the understanding that things come to you, whether you work hard or not, is where I've decided to key into this year. And yeah, it's just time for me to to reap the it's investment of the value Thank that God. I have put in over the years God and chill while at it. So that's, that's what it is. <laughs> God win. <laughs> we'll get there someday, definitely. Mr. No, Tower, I don't, I don't think I, I don't welcome. think you will get there. I don't think it's a destination. I think it's a decision, honestly. Because decision. if you think I am there, people, when I made that announcement, some people think, okay, he has some millions in his savings now. Uh, no, not really, <laughs> not necessarily. It is just a choice, okay. and you know the understanding that things will get clearer. As I proceed in this soft life journey, I don't have it all figured out. I, I probably don't even have anything planned. It was just taking did. that leap. It was, it was taking that leap that was the most important, the most challenging part, okay. and I've done that. I feel you. So much wisdom. So, 
so we have to decide we have to decide that oh i've worked hard i've gotten to this um to this level right now and i feel like it's time to reap what i deserve is that is yeah. that what you're trying to say yeah that's that's what i think that's what i think so much wisdom <laughs> all right so i feel like a lot of wisdom will be will be in this episode so you know, before we before I go on asking you a million questions, I just want to officially welcome you to my podcast. Um, my name is Joku. You already know. <laughs> See me feeling like you know people know me. <laughs> it's not like that though. So, um, Mr. Taiwo, I'm very happy that you're here. Um, I know Thank you go by the name Oga Box. Which one do you prefer? Do you, do you prefer me saying Mr. Taiwo? I should say Oga Box. No, no, say Taiwo in case you want to sign me a check after this episode. Okay, okay, let's keep it official, Mr. Taiwo. <laughs> yeah, because if you want to sign me a check, you won't write on that box now. Abio, I, I, I feel you, I feel you. Guys, take notes. Um, welcome to my podcast again. Um, Thank you. This is Love Log with Joko. This is just, you know, a space I've created for anybody to come um, and have conversations with me. You know, um, yes, we know each other, and obviously we know each other in real life, but I don't know everything about you, and um, a lot of people still don't know, you know, so much about you, probably just follow you online, so this is just, you know, a place where you can come, talk, talk about life, um, talk about your struggles, for this particular season, this is um, something I just want to be able to, you know, use this season to encourage some of the I would say young, hardworking Nigerians out there like myself that are trying so hard to keep the dream alive. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, I have a cough. Um, so obviously, it's not very easy. <laughs> and um, for someone like you that has been in the industry for so long, I feel like it's going to be, you know, a very good um, place for you to talk about how it has been. So. Bear with me and my one million questions. Welcome again. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so Mr. Chavo, let's start from the very, very, very beginning. So, like, please tell me, what's your full name? My name is Taiwan Deemi. For short, I mean, your Yoruba, you must have like ten names. I mean, that's all. That's all that matters. That that name, <laughs> if you put it on a checkbook, is going to give me the money. <laughs> To be honest, I was expecting you to say something about checking it. I don't have (laughs) long, long, long names. (laughs) Soft life, y'all. It's all about checks. (laughs) Okay, um, Mr. Tao, where are you from exactly? Like, what state in Nigeria? I'm I'm from Oshun State, Nigeria. Oshun? Did you say Oshun? Yes, Oshun. Oshun. Oh, nice, nice. Do you, have you ever been to Oshun? Of course, I have been to Oshun. <laughs> Were you I've born in Oshun? Yes, I was born in Oshun. Oh, nice, nice. Is there is there like a particular dialect in Oshun? Is the Yoruba different? Well, I mean, I really don't know. I, I don't. I, it's not. It's not very different from other. General Yoruba speaking states. They are not. I don't think that. I mean, apart from a few towns, I don't think they have a specific 
dialects that's I mean not that I'm aware of you might be asking the wrong person that question but I don't think so <laughs> you know the way you, you know that okay Ondo people have a particular dialect that okay and uh, people have I don't know that so much about Oshun states I think they speak normal Yoruba as normal as it gets um, okay so okay. there's no follow-up question for me to speak in dialect because there's no Okay, okay, fine. So I will not. So right now I can't decide if you are a fake or shroom in the chain or not. Please, can you tell me about like how you grew up? How was growing up for you? Like your family? How was Oshun State? Okay, is this what this conversation is about? <laughs> yes, to know about you, your story. Okay, um, um how far you've come. I, I. I grew up in in a very small town in in Oshun State, um, okay. where I was also born. I grew up in in a in a very humble family of of four. I have three okay. sisters. I'm the only okay. boy and the last child. <gasps> growing, last child. <laughs> growing up was very. I don't know. Very all over the place, you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a lot of interesting or fun memories the way other children do. But I know, I know okay. that I grew up in a loving um, and closely knit family, and Aww. yeah. Okay. I think that's really about about <laughs> that. Okay, you know, I'm just asking because um, I'm I'm one of the people that believe that the way you grow up and your family and your environment, like from when you were little, affects like your um, your growth now and some of the decisions you make. So that's why I'm asking. So, like, um, at what point did you leave Washington State for Lagos? So, I don't know where. No, I didn't. I didn't leave for Lagos. I I lived in so many southwest states actually okay um in Osho states i lived in one town in Osho state then um, when i was um how old i can't remember maybe 11 okay we moved to ibado my my father was always moving so okay um, we always just followed wherever he went to and then in, in Ibadan, Ibadan was like where my teenage years was formed. Okay. And um, I was in Ibadan forever until I was um, <laughs> conscious and independent enough to make a personal decision to move to Lagos. Um, okay. But before that, I've always been with my family in Ocean State and in Ibadan. So did you know did you know people in Lagos or you're one of the people that had to sleep under the bridge when they come no. to Lagos? <laughs> I don't think I slept under the bridge. I slept in funny places, but not, not under the bridge. I, I I have family in Lagos. I, I had okay. a, a number of uncles in Lagos that I stayed with when I first moved. I mean that okay. didn't last too long because um I'm very independent in my thinking. But I there was a place to stay. I just did not stay there long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I love it. Um, 
Okay, so when you got to Lagos, that's like, did you have the mindset of when I come to Lagos, I'm going to do entertainment, I'll be in the entertainment industry, or it was just let me come, anything that you know I see, I do whatever it is. So, I need to give you a backstory for you to understand my response to that. Okay. Entertainment is a very, very, very new venture to me. As new Adventurous? As, yes. It's, it's, it's okay. not that I have um, um, a father who danced with fella or my mother who managed somebody. No, no. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if I want to be um, storified in my answer, I can be telling you how my great-grandmother danced so well. I don't think any of those <laughs> in, in, impacted my decision to work in entertainment. I was just a creative okay. child and okay. I knew that I always wanted to do something in the creative industry. Not necessarily entertainment. I just knew that I wanted to do something in the creative industry. But, um, I, you know, growing up in a family that is very traditional and they, they have their own expectations of you, they have their own suggestions and ideas and also influence. Um, I, had to, I had to go and do something completely different. So I, I, I was in science class in secondary school. After doing the sciences, I went to university to also do another science course, you know. And I knew that that, that wasn't me. So at some point, I made a decision to leave. So I, I left I left university to pursue the arts and the creativity that I, I was born to do. You know, so obviously, I wasn't supported by my family because how do you explain to an African mother that you are not, you don't want to go to school to study what they want you yeah. to study. You don't want to be a civil engineer. So it was a tough period, but I knew exactly what I wanted for myself, and it was not that. So I started learning design, okay. creative design, graphic design, art direction. You know, I picked up courses. I was working on myself. I did all of that for about a year. And okay. when I felt like, okay, I think I'm enjoying this, I got a, I got a job in Lagos. Um, okay. In an advertising agency. Okay. So I moved to Lagos and I realized that this 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 is it for me. This is the kind of space that I want to work in. Okay. So I decided to go to advertising school instead. And I okay. went to advertising school and I I that was the beginning of my career in the creative industry, generally speaking. And then after after advertising school, I started working in other agencies as art director, graphics designer, content creator, all of those things. And in in all that foray, I got another job. You know, the thing that working in agencies do to you is that they they help you build a very strong portfolio in a short period of time. Okay. So I had a very good portfolio, so I could easily carry my portfolio to a brand and say, "This is what I have done in one year or in two years." And they were like, "Oh, really? You've done this? You've done that?" Yet? Um, yes, I have. On the back of the agencies that I worked at, so I got I got an offer from Ama Awards to be their creative director. So that was nice. my first 
actual gig in entertainment entertainment in agencies you still have to interact with artists maybe you are doing some creative for a, a brand that just endorsed an artist so i interacted with them but not not actively when you're working as like when you're working as a creative director in a major award in africa so okay. that was when i knew that okay we've done advertising we've done marketing i'm still doing all of that but entertainment came into the picture through ama awards and okay. i met a lot of people in the entertainment industry and it's it became clearer from there So if you don't mind, at what at what age were you like the creative director for um, Ama Awards? This was like four years ago, four five years ago. <coughs> so okay. what a lot of people do is I'm very very young. Mm. It, it, it feels like I've done a lot, yes, but I'm, I'm very young. So you expect that I say okay, ten years ago was when I did. Nope, ten years ago I was probably. Well, I was expecting that <laughs> honestly. Know. No, no, no. I, I had a very fast life because I did not, you know, go through the conventional direction. I did not waste one year in NYSE. So it wasn't like, you know, you spent five years in university. After the five years, you spend another one year in NYSE and then you start looking for jobs. <laughs> That's what really makes people old. <laughs> so, okay. And I didn't, do, I didn't do any of that. So I had time okay. to work on myself in that space of time. That's why it feels like, okay. how is it that I have done this, that I have done this, that I have done Can you give us an estimate of how old you were, how old you are, if you don't want to tell us? No, 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 no. it's not, I, I don't, I, I'm, 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 all you need to know is that I'm not, I'm not 30 yet. <laughs> okay, you're not 30 years. I feel like that's good, honestly. That's amazing for your portfolio. So, um, before I move on yeah. to all of this, so questions. I'm still very eligible for all this, you know, under 30, you know, Forbes under 30, Forbes, Forbes under 30. 30. Under, ah, mad, mad. That's crazy. And so, um, I'm still very much eligible. <laughs> so, if you tell me, like, how does that even work? Like, the Forbes 30 under 30 thing, like, do you know how it works? I have no clue. You don't know. Some people put together a committee to decide on who should win, or who should be in a list. You can also apply for those lists and you know be be one of ten thousand other people that applied, Mm -hmm. and hope and pray that you know your work matters enough for somebody to put you on a list. I know. I don't know how those things work. <laughs> okay. So, Mr. Chao, at what point did you, you know, start deciding that you're going to start managing artists? Can you call me Taiwo instead? Okay. Taiwo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Why you so call Taiwo. me Mr. It's like you're talking to somebody in their 40s. Uh-uh. I'm just trying to be respectful. Okay. Oh. You work in the media. It's, it's a first name basis okay Even and actually i was is it started it started as a joke if i was going to say would i call him would i call him 
Won't I say like Yes, you will call him Wally Shurika. For real? Yeah. I might address him as sir. But when you are calling his name, you cannot say Mr. Wally Shurika. Mr. Shurika. <laughs> Except you are working at NTA. Oh, true. I feel you. I get, I get what you mean. Okay, so yeah. Taiwo. I have to get used to it. It's because I'm used to Oga Box. So Taiwo. <laughs> um, I was asking, I was saying, okay, at, at what point in your career did you decide I'm going to start managing artists? Hmm. This, this also happened when I was working at AMA Awards. Okay. You know, because I had to work directly with a number of talents in okay. film specifically. Um, and my position there was very managerial. Okay. I had to basically manage this talents, going on stage, coming off stage. You know. I didn't really know what talent management entails. Okay. A few months before before my AMA gig, I was I was at the advertising agency, and a friend called me and said um, that how I I need a manager, and I was like, okay, so why are you calling me? I'm not the manager. I'm more I'm an art director. Okay. Yeah, he said precisely. I need somebody who understands how to sell brands. Okay. Somebody who works with brands that can also see me as a brand and sell me that same way. Okay. That was the Eureka moment. And this person was being managed by somebody who is an established manager. Okay. So he was going to leave them and hire me as his manager. Wow. And it felt like a big a big role. Okay. I had no clue what I was doing, but it seemed like he really believed that I could do it. Mm-hmm. So we said yes, signed some form of contract, met in one hotel in Ikeja, and <laughs> boom, we started traveling together, going for shows together, going for events together. Okay. So I already learned a bit of that while I was managing um, Tomiwa Sage at the time. Um, okay. Then I got the AMA gig and I met I met Nse. Um, um, okay. Nse was hosting the Hammer of that year. Oh wow. And I was a creative director so I was backstage I was having to interact with her a lot, you know, okay. help her. And then a friend made an introduction that, oh, this is a solid guy, you should meet him, you should know him, blah, 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 blah. He said, kind of liked me. And we, we exchanged contacts and we got talking. When I got back to Nigeria, she went back to London. We kept the relationship, you know, and one day she asked me if I was available to work with her fully and I was like no I, this, this is Why? too much I don't think I I don't think I can represent somebody that is established can we take it small small you know? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think I should take your entire career that I have built for how many years 
mm-hmm. and, and entrust it doing... into my hands. I didn't think I was ready for that. Okay. So I, I, I declined and, you know, I think she respected that and we kept on, we kept up the relationship, but she never stopped asking. Okay. So remember I was still managing this other guy, mm-hmm. learning more about talent management, reading more, you know, checking out guys in America, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I liked, I liked the idea of being behind talent, being the guy that is calling the shots for artists and everything. It just seemed like a cool thing and it seemed like something I was built for. Mm-hmm. I'm usually, I'm, I'm, I'm used to be behind the scene. So it was just right for me. So I considered incest offer one more time and I said yes. Okay. And, and that's how I went from um, managing somebody who was relatively unknown to somebody who was very, very, very popular. Okay. And you know, when you when you are in that position, other people start reaching out to you. You don't reach out to people again. You know, people start calling you for <laughs> for oh, can you manage me? Can you manage me? Can you manage me? Okay. So that, that's how I started. Oh, nice, nice. That's really nice. Um, for somebody that has, because I, I have intentionally or unintentionally. <laughs> At some point when I was in school, when I was in uni, like, uh, managed um, some artists, music artists. Somehow I have that trait too, that people come and meet me and say, you know, come and manage me. So, but I haven't been chasing that. So maybe when I'm doing that in the future, I'm coming for it. I'm coming for mentorship. I'm just letting you know now so that you get ready. Shake it. I did. I did. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Because I'm such a huge fan of yours, I check um, your status very frequently and one of the days i mean you were really talking about managing artists and the downsides of managing artists so do you want to talk about that like what are some of the experiences you had that were really terrible about managing artists <laughs> i don't think i was talking about terrible experiences <laughs> um but, but for, like every other work there, there are upsides there are downsides of it Time management is, is a little bit more peculiar because you're working with um, creative people. Okay. And naturally, creative people have. Sky, sky. <laughs> you can see the way I'm smiling sky, sky. already. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I get so, you. So it, it's it, it's just like managing other people. It's just like you are an HR person in a corporate organization. The difference is that you're managing creative people. Okay. You're managing people that can wake up and decide not to do anything at all, even if they have things to do. Mm-hmm. You're managing people that can decide to say, you know, fuck this shit and mm-hmm. break a bottle. Mm-hmm. You're managing people with such a short temper. True. You're managing people who see themselves first. Okay. You're managing people who are narcissists. Okay. You're managing people who are selfish. Wow, it's a long list. You're, <laughs> you're managing people who are excessive in everything. Wow, okay. By the end of it all, you're managing people who are extremely talented. True. Okay. People who guard their talents jealously. Okay. Who every other thing will not matter. 
when their talent is at work. So look at this spectrum of characteristics and behavioral analysis. Of course, they are going to be problematic. Of course, you are going to have arguments. Of course, you are going to have heated conversations. And those were my experiences. So it's not, it's, they are not special. They are just because these people are creative people. Creative people are special human beings. Okay. But the challenges were not necessarily special. But those people were special. And sometimes, you know, as a talent manager, it gets to me. I am frustrated. I'm angry and pissed off. Sometimes I'm excited. Sometimes I'm happy. You know, you go through every, every spectrum of emotion when you are representing talent and creative people generally so um there are some of these um, characteristics that that stand out okay that are probably worse than the other ones but okay. generally speaking th- this these are just excesses that come from working with people that are creative and i'm not going to talk down talent Anybody or celebrities or creatives or anything but it, it's a very challenging very very challenging business I appreciate the way you already um, explained it. To be honest, I wasn't expecting you to talk down anybody. Um, so, for somebody that has such an um, like such a huge experience on this topic, and I still believe you're still, you know, managing talent, would you recommend this job for anybody? Would you, <laughs> would you say, you know what, go on, be a talent manager? <laughs> oh well. Um... I'm terrible with advice. When I I, I tell people the opposite of the things I I do. Okay. Because, first of all, I am not a normal person. I I am not a conventional person. Uh Because I dropped out of school does not mean I will now tell everybody, you know what, drop out of school. Drop out of school. I feel (laughs) you. you. It worked for me does not mean it's going to work for you. I feel you. Yes. So I I I I am very careful when I'm advising people on what to do. I think that um, we have that innate ability to choose what is good okay. for us. Um, I I know that there are people who are interested in talent management, and if you have that interest, you already know that you want to do it. So you might as well just do it and learn your own lessons on the way by yourself. Whatever I say doesn't matter. I mean, okay. But will I say okay? Hey. These this are different career options, and I think you should try talent management. I don't know if I'll tell you that. I'm not <laughs> sure I'll tell you that. Okay. There are people that I think have the traits of a good talent manager. There okay. are people that I think that can absolutely kill it well, if they are managing talent. Uh-huh. And I can nudge them and say, you know, do you want to give it a shot? But I'm not going to push you so that in case you which you fall by the way you don't say that. <laughs> I feel you I feel you I understand <laughs> I get it okay so Mr. Tao I mean if we keep talking about you know your experiences we're not going to end but let's talk about your project Road to Blow um, so um, yep 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 I know that's the exciting part so <laughs> Um, personally, I feel like it's an amazing, amazing initiative 
well done i feel like it's a way to you know you. encourage young people like myself again you know that are in this industry trying so hard to you know break in be known and um well done I'm inspired. You, you inspire Thank me you. every day. <laughs> Just by Thank saying you. what you do <laughs> daily. It's amazing. Well done. So what was I Thank mean you. what started, what came like how did you even get the idea to do something like that? <laughs> and, and how did you feel like yeah. you could do it for real? It was a it was a it, I don't even explain this now. <laughs> Yo. I don't want to give myself too much credit. Okay. Especially on the idea itself. Okay. I think it's an idea that anybody could have had. Okay. It's very simple. We just wanted to tell the stories of emerging talents, of talents that are not there yet, but they're on their journey and they're grinding. I mean, it's it's really that basic. Yeah. There's just a touch of experience. Okay. When I choose to do it. Okay. It it might be different when somebody else does it. It might be different when somebody who is a talent or who is an artist does that kind of project. It might be different if somebody who is a music executive does it. But it's also different when somebody who has been both. What you don't know is that I've been an artist before in my life. Okay. What kind of artist? Yes. I I I tried music. Mm. Am I going to get some yeah, like some old in. clips of when did you try to sing or, or to rap? <laughs> no, I tried to sing. I actually okay. I actually I did not just try. I did it. Oh, crazy. And I was quite I was quite popular in university. So I need that clip. And, um, I need that clip. I need to play it in here right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Never ever. Never ever. <laughs> Okay. You know, so I I, 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 I I saw what it means to pursue music. I saw what it means to fail in music. Okay. I saw what it means to spend money on music without getting anything in return. Okay. I've also been on the other side of trying to help talents. Okay. As a talent manager, as a media practitioner, as an entertainment executive. You know. I I can see from a different perspective why that story was important to be told. So I was just in the middle of a lockdown like everyone else. We couldn't step out of our homes in the thick of the lockdown and I was thinking of what to do. Okay. In, in the middle of the lockdown. And okay. I was having a chat with my friend and we're just talking about I really don't know what we're talking about that led to Road to Blue specifically, but it, it was it was it was just the product of a conversation in the lockdown, and then I realized that hold up, hold up, this might just be <laughs> something to pursue. Okay. And anybody that knows me, they know that you know. Now go idea, I know the know the Okay. I went, I went, I went all, I just went all in. It didn't, I went all in in a way that did not make sense. Mm, what I don't do you know mean? if you understand what I'm saying. Okay. The world was going through what had never happened okay. before. We really did not know how we were going to come out of it. There was a curfew where 
fighting over tissue paper in the supermarket <laughs> because we don't know if we will ever see it. Okay. We were managing the food we had at home. And me decided <laughs> that it's that time that I want to pack my life savings and go and tell wow. a story. Actually, it just didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, supposed to be saving. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I thought it was such an important story that it didn't matter what the circumstances of the world and my own circumstances at the time, it was worth pursuing. But what people don't know is that it did not start as a, um, as a documentary or anything. It was, it was an idea that was supposed to be a game. A game? A game that would simulate the real-life struggle, struggles of uh, upcoming artists okay. and upcoming entertainers, you know, speaking. And then, you know, I drew the, 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 you know, I'm a designer by the side, so I drew the prototype of the game. Okay. And I made it very Nigerian, made it original. And we call the game Road to Go. Oh, nice. Like a mobile game. We would have downloaded it. No, it was like a board game. A board game. Okay. Okay. Like, so if you think of Snake and Ladder. Okay. Oh. And on that, Road to blow. On that board, there are things that will, <laughs> that will drop you. There are things that will take you up. And there are relatable things to the Nigerian entertainment mm-hmm. industry. It's very contextual, very local, very original, and very funny. So we felt like people will enjoy this game. Please, and you still have to do I that game. The game. Because me, I, I already feel like I will enjoy it. <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's okay. Coming. It's coming in a way you have no, you don't even know it will come. Crazy. Love it. So, <laughs> I, I knew that there's more to this thing. Okay. So, I, I went as far as creating a prototype. I went to the printer. Mm. We printed out a copy of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was looking at it. Day and night, day and night. Okay. And I realized that we need to bring this thing. I need to bring this thing to life. Yeah, this is a game. But I don't think, first of all, it's time for this game yet. Um, if we're in the middle of a lockdown, how do I want to start? If, I mean, businesses are closed. Uh-huh. You know, the, the logistics of having to manufacture games and distribute it was just not making any sense. So I was thinking of a way to start the project. Okay without necessarily using the game angle. So I thought, let, why not bring this story to life? Why not talk to artists that are on their journey, that are you know struggling to um, to make it in this industry and just start an interview series. Okay. So I called there there are people I naturally call when ideas like that come. Okay. Um I I I called them, I called Mary, I called um Tain, I called just called my guys Anita. I know we just started Shout out to your guys. drawing out the proof. <laughs> Shout out to my guys. So they, they, mean, they are the ones that make me look smart and make me look brilliant. So okay. I, 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 we drew out a plan to produce a, a documentary series. Okay. That will feature, you know, we just interview young. I mean, everybody tells the stories of people that have already blown. So mm. we felt like there was an opportunity here to tell the story of people that have not blown yet. And you know, we, we started pre-production, got a producer, got a director, you know. And yeah, we started shooting. And every single day, I knew that there is more. But till this moment, 
um, that Rotobo is becoming such a movement that I'm grateful for. I still know there is more. I know that this is a legacy project. I know that this is a project that even when I'm not alive, it, it has to continue in some form. So that's amazing. We, we shot we shot a docu series and um, we we took a pause because apparently I'm taking on more, what is more than what I could afford. <laughs> okay. I went all the way to use the best of the best equipment, you know. And so after the interviews, my director came and said, you know, we need to shoot B-rolls. We need to go to this guy's house so that we can, you know, make it a robust. I'm like, did you? Where, where was he? <laughs> <laughs> you know? But they, they just believe that this thing, is, we have started this. Let's just mm-hmm. do it well. And it's nice. It's getting exciting so a, every time. Yeah, yeah. We took a, a, a break and then we, we, I went to raise money. So because all these guys, yes, they are my guys, but they needed to be paid. You know, okay. Technicalities of making anything film in Nigeria is quite complex and it, it costs money. So we did all of that, and you know, we had a product, and we we started editing and editing. We started pushing the community. So in the middle of shooting, uh-huh. we knew that we needed to start building a community of hustlers on social media. Okay. So that's how the Road to Blow Instagram page was born. I love it. We just started pushing I our content. Yeah, so it was very, very independent of the documentary. There are people on the doc on the page that did not even know there was anything else uh-huh. or a documentary. They were just there for the content. So, Road to Blow has become that transmedia multifaceted platform um, that, you know, is speaking to the true desires and the true dreams of us lives. So, we were able to get some distribution deals, you know, we made it into a feature-length documentary that is going to come out on streaming platforms very soon. And um, we, we have just been taking it one day at a time, building the community, making making the message clearer and clearer and clearer by the day, and we are just starting. Oh, the message is getting clearer and clearer by the day. I mean, it's the pigeon on that road to blow Instagram page for me. It is the... It hits <laughs> my soul most times because they are very relatable. Um, you are reading those things, yeah. and it's like, oh, more, this is indoor. It's not easy. And it's very encouraging to... Um, I love the idea behind it. Sometimes I just feel discouraged and I go to that page and I check some of the posts. It's like, don't give up. Oh, <laughs> oh the time. Wahala. <laughs> so, guys, if you are, you know, aspiring to blow and you're on the road to blow, <laughs> go and check out to blow <laughs> Instagram page. I really feel like yep. it's very um, encouraging. So, for, I mean, this is, I yeah. feel like we've been talking from a perspective of me and the people that know about it. So do you want to like quickly summarize the initiative behind it? Like the story of Road to Blow. So Road to Blow is, is a platform, okay. a social platform that is um, educating, inspiring and documenting the stories of underdogs. Okay. In, in entertainment and other industries but with some form of focus on entertainment so um, you can join you can join the community by following the Instagram page <laughs> you can join the community by you know 
being in the docu-series or in the documentary, there are so many things to come. You know, we are planning a campus tour to show this documentary to students. We are planning a reality game show. There are so many things coming. Love it. So everything speaks to the center theme of telling the stories of underdogs. I mean, people that people like me that are just on their road. You know, a tribute to them, a tribute to the the guys that will probably never get the attention from the big boys. Okay. But we are here for you. <laughs> we are here for you. <laughs> Okay, okay. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, using your talents to be able to, you know, be there for people that, you know, that need it. Um, I really think it's brilliant. I don't think I can say that enough, to be honest. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I mean, flesh and blood did not reveal it. What? <laughs> what did you say? I said flesh and blood did not reveal it. Did not reveal it. It came from the above. <laughs> that I mean, it has to come from the above. So I'm looking forward to all of the things that comes with it. Looking forward to even be part of it as well. Looking forward to. Um... Absolutely. I mean, we'll be talking about this forever. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know what your problem is. My problem. You want to wait until we are. You don't want to wait until we are full. My problem, I, I'm, I'm waiting for invitation now. Should I just come and carry my? Should I just come there and put myself inside? Ah, look at you now. We're there for you. Ah, yeah, no. Please, are they come? I'm coming. First thing on Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we should talk about it. You know, we had a conversation, so we should just... Yes, definitely. And, you know, agree to something. We will agree to something after this, this recording session. So, uh, Mr... Ah, oh God, I was about to say Mr. Taiwo again. Thank you so much, Taiwo, for doing this. Thank you, thank you. Um, thank you for taking your time. Thank I you. really appreciate it when you know someone gives me a bit of their time to be able to have conversations like this. I really do. I don't take it for granted at all. So thank you. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Thank you for your words of wisdom. There are plenty. We will take notes and we will, you know, keep to them. Opa. Hopefully, Opa. That's our favorite Yoruba word now. <laughs> Everything, Opa, Opa. <laughs> So, um, <clears throat> Oh, we pray for you know Thank soft you, life. This, this is really nice. Yay! I'm happy you enjoyed it. You enjoyed it, right? Say I enjoyed yeah, this. Yeah. I absolutely did. Hey. Like I'm just having a chance with my. That's the point. That's the point. I'm happy you feel that way. You know, 